0: Well, we have a gift tonight, I think anyway, because uh, we've been so blessed at Living Waters to be able to welcome different members of our congregation who have talked about ways they've been uprooted, ways their lives have been turned upside down and that God has shown up. And tonight, um, we have the blessing of my wife, Kayla Dornfeld, uh, to be able to share time with us. And so let's, before we do that, I invite you wherever you're at, if you have a Bible, um, to pull it out right now and to turn to the New Testament, to Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3. And this happens to be our wedding text that we had. And there's some beautiful things in this. And Paul's talking to this congregation about clothing themselves and who they really are. Let's read that together. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another In all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Well, Babe, i'm so thankful by the way, your hat is looking amazing it 's on point as as you would like to say um, but uh I want to welcome you to uh to be here and you have such a faith and you know as we got the opportunity for you to share um tonight, I just want all of you out there to know that uh um, Kayla is a gift for me as your pastor that you inspire me that your grace is incredible, and so as we were uh, um, talking about this time together, um, I I just want you to you to share and maybe introduce yourself or whatever you want to say to them too.
1: Sure. Um, so my name is Kayla Dornfeld, and I am so blessed to be married to this guy, um, Pastor Dan, and um, I love being able to. Um, with worship here by leading bible studies on sundays um, for women Um, singing with our worship team is something that i i really love to do um, alongside hope and um, just serving our church however however i can and and supporting dan and whatever he needs so um, that's a little bit about my church life Um, outside of church outside of being dan's wife i'm actually a third grade teacher um, and so i'm navigating what school looks like now um, through distance learning um, and being able to at the same time homeschool our kiddos at home um, and just sort of navigate all of that. And so um, I'm a teacher and a stepmom and a pastor's wife and a dog mom and a few other things.
0: (laughs) Yep, and and obviously uh, um, you have great taste in men. I mean... Okay, all right. Well, we'll move on from, from that. Um, well, something we've been talking about uh, during these times have been key times in your life because, I mean, boy, you're, you're not only an amazing teacher and an amazing stepmom to to Kieran and Savea, and, and I'm so thankful for you as my wife and partner in life, um, But but also something we've been focusing on is not just, you know, the things we try to show in church or at school, but the hard times mm-hmm. and uh, I, i'd love for you to maybe talk about talk about a tough time in your life where you felt uprooted and mm-hmm. uh maybe it'll help people as we move along in this mm-hmm. in this time
1: i think um sometimes it's easy and i'm guilty of this too to um look at people in our church look at people in my life um look at people on social media and think everything just comes so easy for them um whether it's things at their work or things at um, their family. Like on my heart right now is um, going through fertility treatments and um, how hard that is to not be pregnant yet. And I swear every person that I see at the grocery store or wherever it might be is announcing another pregnancy or they're pregnant. And um, so I think in our lives, at some point, we all have been uprooted and we're all dealing with hard stuff whether we talk about it or not. Uh, So I'm choosing to talk about our our fertility journey um, to just share that because there are so many women who fight that alone. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's sort of what we're uprooted in right now. But um, I'm going to actually backtrack to before I actually met Dan, and I'm going to talk about some hard stuff, um, some vulnerable stuff that – Hopefully I'll be able to get through without crying tonight. So um, I want to start by just saying um, before I was married um, to Pastor Dan, I was uh, actually married to somebody else. And um, it didn't work out. And we ended up being separated for a long period of time before we finally um, decided that it was best to actually get a divorce, which was one of the hardest, probably the hardest days of my life. Um, and it's not something I'm proud of, and it's not something that I talk about often. Um, and I, I probably need to talk about it more because so many people have dealt with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's like just one of those hard things that's really hard to verbalize. So um, actually, when we ended up getting divorced, I remember um, moving out of our dream house, and I found myself in a small apartment, a one-bedroom apartment in South Fargo. And I was just sitting on the floor looking around the apartment, thinking, like, this is not what I had envisioned for my life. Like, I went from having our two dogs and my husband and our fenced, literally our white picket-fenced yard with our dream house, thinking, like, this is perfect for me, right? And um, then that all just, that went away. And suddenly I was divorced in a one-bedroom apartment, feeling... um, the most alone that I have ever felt. Um, and I, I just remember how hard that was. And I went in actually to the doctor um, probably about a week after that, just because I doctor for my thyroid like so many people do. Um, and so I have to go in about every one or two months to just have my blood checked and check in with my doctor to make sure that my thyroid level is correct. Um, and so I went in to get my thyroid level checked, and my doctor had noticed that since the last time she had seen me two months before, that I had actually lost about 15 pounds, um, which is really a significant amount of weight for me. Um, and she just asked if I was okay um, because I had lost so much weight, and I think I just like lost it. And I said, "I don't think I am okay. I don't think I'm okay." And she proceeded to give me some paperwork, and I filled out some scales. Um, and I was diagnosed that day with a single occurring episode of major depressive disorder. So I was diagnosed with depression. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Um, I left with a calendar full of therapy appointments and a bag full of medication to hopefully be able to get myself back on my feet. And um, as time went on, uh, with the medication and with the therapy, um, I was able to sort of find myself, but I think um, more than any anything that really helped me was actually being able to rejuvenate my relationship with Christ, um, finding God really again, because I was a churchgoer, was active in our church, this is pre-Dan, so I wasn't a pastor's wife yet, um, but I felt like I had to sort of lose myself completely to be able to find God, and Um, I started doing just a self-led Bible study that um, I found online, and it was by Lisa Turquist, and it's called Finding I Am. It's based on the six I Am am statements in the Bible, and I worked through it, and I dove into it. I read tons of um, Christian books written by women who have struggled with things. Um, One of them, another one by Lisa, is It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. It's all about when... your life is exactly what you think God has planned for you, and then you're completely uprooted. Something changes. Maybe everything changes, and how do you find yourself again? And I think um, as hard as going through that divorce was, as hard as battling that depression um, was, I wouldn't have been able to find God in the ways that I have um, had I not had to go through that and so I really do think sometimes God will literally shake up everything that you know and the only way that you can get back on your feet is to turn towards him and so through um, therapy and so much time in the word um, I really was able to sort of find myself again and I'm just going to share a teeny bit of our love story how we met Dan Sounds knows brilliant. I love a good love story
0: <laughs> um,
1: so I was single and Dan was single and I remember going to randomly attending his worship service um, when he was preaching in Minnesota not really randomly we know that it's a God thing but um, I got to hear him preach and I remember just getting goosebumps and crying and feeling like I had connected with his message so much um, and that I had also connected with him, um, which at the time I thought was kind of weird because, you know, he's a pastor. And I didn't even know if he was single, but I thought he was really cute. And he had a really good message. Um, so we connected outside after um, after church, and he remembers shaking my hand, and I remember shaking his hand. And months and months and months and months and months, and months went by. Um, and I, I remembered him, and I kept going back to where he was a pastor, and he wasn't there anymore, and I kept thinking, like, he must have moved to New Mexico or something, and he didn't. He didn't move to New Mexico, and um, Easter Sunday, two years ago, I was leading worship here with Hope, and we were singing our hearts out, and I remember it was just um, such a joyful time, such a perfect Easter Sunday, and I remember walking up the stairs to my apartment after that, feeling like... Like God, I just I just got to pour my heart out for you, and I just got to um, share so much about your love and um, the promise of the resurrection. And yet, as I was walking up to my empty apartment, I never felt so alone as I did. And even though I was traveling around the world speaking and I was authoring books and. Um, I had done the TED Talk, and I was successful in my classroom. I just prayed out loud. I said, God, just send me a godly man who's going to pursue me so that I can share these blessings with him. And that's the same day that Dan connected with me online. Um, And so that is the rest literally is history. We knew right from the get-go that God wanted this to happen, and God has been in all of this. And um, I'm just so thankful thankful for that, that hurt, and that angst, and that hard, that really hard stuff, it's even hard to say out loud. Many of my close friends don't even know I was diagnosed with a major depressive disorder, um, or anxiety, and so it, it was really, really hard, um, but I feel like that was the direct path to my faith really opening up, to me really leaning into my faith, um, and to finding myself again.
0: Hmm. Babe, first of all, uh, it's so brave to be able to talk about things that we normally don't share with family and friends. That, you know, the deepest parts of of hard things, like depression and mm-hmm. um, and feeling so alone. Even if you have an uplifting worship or another positive experience in your life, I mean, something on the other side. As a quick note, that was April first, two years ago, which is. The anniversary, April 1st, April Fool's, is the anniversary I became a pastor. Mm -hmm. And it also fell on Easter that year. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be without a church for the first time since I'd become a pastor. Mm -hmm. And that was also the first major holiday that I didn't have my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I was alone, feeling just like you were. And then it was just randomly through Facebook, the magic of Facebook, that uh, it said, uh, you may know this person. I thought, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I remember her. Um, and so I just clicked on a friend request, that's all. And then that, that started a conversation that day and, and, and led to to this amazing friendship, partnership, love. Um and so I, I don't know um, for all of you out there, but I mean, what it, what it helps me think of is in our lowest times, mm-hmm. they are not things we would wish on anyone, right? Right. But that, but that God's still working. God's still giving hope. And maybe someone that's listening right now, watching this, um, maybe for you, you're, you're feeling like, oh man, everything's up in the air, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe for some of you, it's a job because of what's going on in the world or you're disconnected from family or you're experiencing relationship brokenness. Maybe you're facing depression or maybe you don't even realize it yet. Mm -hmm. That that's a, that, that God's still on the throne. God's still working. Mm
1: -hmm. I think of, um, one thing that I continue to do, um, years later now is just make, make time for God every single day, um, I remember um, Pastor Bob saying, um, it's when I'm so busy in my day that I feel like I don't have time to get in the Word that that's my time in my life when I most need to be in the Word. Um, And so I have just, um, that's a focus for me, that's a priority for me, and uh, that's a question I get all the time is, how do you do all of these things that you're doing? How do you have enough time for it? And we all get the same amount of time, so it's just really a matter of Prioritizing what is most important in your life. And if you're really putting God at number one, you're going to have time to talk to God every single day. Um, So I just wanted to share a few different devotional books that I have been really clinging to um, in this time, sort of uncertain, of uncertainty in our world, knowing that even though there are so many factors that we don't know um, the outcome of there are so many things that we do know the outcome of because we know that our God is still in control. Our God is still on the throne. Um, Our God knew that this pandemic was going to happen before it happened. And in a lot of ways, I feel personally that this is God's way of telling us all that we need to slow down and we need to spend time with him and we need to reconnect because he's cleared our schedules. We're not going to movie theaters. We're not going to restaurants. (laughs) We're not doing any of the things that we used to do. And now he's saying, okay, now do you have time for me? Um, so I want to just share, I was, I was joking a little bit earlier that I, who reads just one Debo at a time, but I just want to share four <laughs> of them um, that I have brought with that have been um, changing for me. So the first one is by um, Christine Kane. It's called Unshakeable. And every single day she has just a scripture sort of like a call to action for you, and it's really just about um, becoming unshakable in your faith, that no matter what life throws at you, that you're unshakable, and that you know where your feet are planted, and you know who's in control. Um, I want to talk next about Hundred Days to Brave. This is a book that I have read, and read, and read, and read. It's by an amazing small small steps in your life to become a braver person. And I leaned super heavily on this book uh, when I was recovering from depression um, and trying to find myself again and be brave. Um, I actually just gifted this book to a family who is working through some um, really hard stuff Reading on this book. Um, two more to share. Dan is an amazing gift giver, and he bought me this book. It's called Living Grace Walk in Love by Bob Goff 365 Days of Devotion. So if you're looking for literally five minutes to spend with God a day, do it with Bob Goff. And God. <laughs> it's great. Um, and the last one is new to me. It, it was actually gifted to me by um, the Tennessee Teacher of the Year. It's called Draw the Circle by Ma- um, Mark Matterson, and it's all about 40 days of super intentional prayer and literally drawing a circle around what it is in your life that you need to be praying for. And so, in our fertility journal, we are praying for a baby, and so we are circling that. I can't even talk
0: anymore. But yeah. Thanks, babe. Thank you for uh, being willing to to. To kind of bear your soul for others, um, and to to help give some resources, um, we will post the titles of those um, at the end of this worship, um, right on our page. So those of you who are looking for something to connect with God, maybe now that that could be helpful. Let's pray, can we? God, I thank you so much for the ways that you connect with all of us, especially in the times. Times that we're struggling, like like Kayla's described, um, for just a couple key moments in her life, and yet God, as the two of us know, you have so much more in store in those down times, in those times of struggle and pain and hurt, that that you're still there, that you're leading us through them. So God, for anyone that's listening right now, anyone who's worshiping you through this broadcast. Help them to maybe feel a sliver of hope right now, to know you're with them, you love them, and that you love this world that you've blessed us with. So give us give us a chance to know that you're with us and now to love and serve you, to spend time in your word, to spend time with you, and wherever we're finding ourselves, to make an impact because of the love you give us. In your holy name we pray.